On today's episode, I have Angel Ray Miller on the phone, and she's always so much fun to talk to. Um, she <laughs> she is a Southeastern Circuit finalist. You won the kindergarten fraternity on Chotsey, right? I did, I did. Okay, just making sure I have my facts straight. And several other ones that are too many to even list. And she is the owner of Fancy Fast Horses, and she trains and sells horses. So thank you for being on today, Angel. Hello. <laughs> She's such a goofball. Thank you, for, thank you for having me. I'm sorry. I've been talking all morning, so I'm just going to like, if I sound a little raspy, no, I'm not a smoker. <laughs> I just happen to talk this way when I've been talking for six hours straight. I feel like this is going to be a really interesting um, episode between the two of us because we're both a ball of energy. So we'll see how this goes. Let's see if we can stay on topic. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. What is the topic that we have to stay on top of just for the record? Um, horse stuff. It'll be easy. You're going to be able to do just fine. But the first thing I want to ask you is what are you doing with your downtime right now, now that there's not any barrel races or rodeos? I really find this really funny because I've had so many people ask me the same question and I'm like, I have no downtime. All I do is ride all day long and that has not changed. So I probably go to the grocery store like, I don't know, every couple of weeks. And then I order most everything on Amazon because I live like out in the country. So not much in my life has changed other than the lack of the competition part. But it's real funny because as much as I go and I barrel race and I do it and blah, 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 I'm not a very competitive person. So I, I have lost like the sadness of not going because it really rips my heart out to have you know, Kenny Dark Shotzi sitting in the barn, but I still get to ride her. So, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like a win-win and we're kind of like, you know, we left on a good note as far as like maturity season so far. So I'm feeling pretty good and still riding constantly. So I've actually... Not much has changed, not going to lie. Well, what about with the fraternities? Like, do you think this is going to affect your fraternity horses now that you're not being able to haul? Because, I mean, we have no idea how long this is going to last. So do you think that will have an effect on that? You know, on the horses, I don't think so. And I guess there's two ways to look at it. Everybody has their own opinion. You know, run them, save them. You know, you only have so many runs. You only have so many years. You know, I don't really know. I do hope, though. My hope and my plea would be to the futurity, uh, you know, futurity people and world that they realize, which I think they do, because most people that run futurities um, know that we work really hard to get these horses ready. So I do hope that they push for rescheduling or even making some sort of accommodation for next year or whatever, you know what I mean, for the ones that will be missing. So I really, really hope that, you know, everybody pulls together and makes it all happen. You know what I'm saying? Right. I totally, totally get that. So one thing I do want to talk about in this whole podcast is probably going to be towards her, but everybody loves watching you and Shotzi just because like, there's not a lot of apps out there. I mean, there are, I realize there are apps out there, but it's pretty much a quarter horse dominated sport. Um, so I want to talk about her. Whose idea okay. was it to buy her? Who owns her? That kind of stuff. So, um, it's funny story. Um, I, I Ray, it's a lot of things in my life go back to Princess Fancy Pants. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> so, Princess Fancy Pants, I've, I've bred and raised her. I owned her mother, and I ran her at circuit rodeos and won quite a bit on and blah, blah, blah. 
uh, she got hurt, and I was rodeoing with um, uh, Jody Nelson at the time, and I was staying with her a little bit and riding and things like that. And she's like, hey, so she's hurt. Why don't you bring her to my stud? And I was like, sure. So that's how, that's how Fancy Pants came along. Long story short, years and years later, I uh, sold Princess Fancy Pants to a dear friend of mine, Cassie Morgan. She had had um, a head injury um, from barrel racing. It needed some confidence. So I was like, she had her pride Fancy Pants. <laughs> so she is... Um, a reserve world champion hunt seat rider in the Appaloosa world. So she, I mean, drove me crazy about getting a running bread Appaloosa to run barrels. And I'm like, no, Cassie, I will not ride that thing. No, thank you. <laughs> Did you really? I feel like, honestly, I thought it was like your idea because you are always like so extra about everything. So that's funny that you I were- know, but I was like, no, I just, I can't do it. I can't make myself do it. You know, like, no. <laughs> And um, so, long story short, she bought her as like a weanling or a yearling um, from um, some super, some super awesome, blah, 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 some super awesome uh, breeders for racehorses and things like that. And um, I was like, oh my goodness, she's so cool. She's she was with just a few spots, and I was like, oh, you can rock that pony. That's perfect. Well, as she got older, she got more spots. And less hair. <laughs> so, so that's a, that's kind of that's kind of now. Cassie actually, she has Sweet Spa Ranch. You can find her on Facebook. Um, she's the owner of Painty Dark Shotzi, mm-hmm. and uh, you can see she has a number of uh, race bred Appaloosas that she's been collecting from you know various Appaloosa breeders, and she does her research real well and. Uh, she's by a son of PYC Painter Wagon, and her mother, and he was very successful on the track. He's an actual quarter horse. And then um, her mom is by Dark Kelly and was extremely successful on the racetrack. She's in Appaloosa, and that's where the Appaloosa part comes in. So, so um, what, what point, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. At what point did you say, like, oh, wow, like, this app might have something? Well... You know, honestly, honestly, the first time I wrote her, I was like, oh, my God, because she was still a two-year-old. So, you know, those kind of times are like, ah. Right. So, uh, after she got a really good handle on her and things like that, Audra Tyson wrote her as a two-year-old, I believe. I don't have my facts exactly straight, but Cassie knows all the details. And then uh, Shane Coon had her to get her channel. She had, a, she had a little bit of wild side to her. So, um, after... After he could chain, he could uh, cut down limbs with a chainsaw, bridalist. I was like, yeah, she's ready to barrel. <laughs> so, um, about probably a month or so into her actual barrel racing career as a three-year-old, I was like, oh my goodness. She just had this, like, amazing way about her. Like, I didn't have to tell her foot placement. I never had to, like, remind her constantly and I'm just like, Cassie, I'm telling you this is a good one. But, you know, it's hard when you tell someone and you don't really know because they're never on the clock. And you just know, though. I'm like, I'm telling you, there's just something about her. Mm-hmm. And when we pulled her off the trailer at the um, kindergarten maturity in, uh, in Georgia, 
Mr. Bob and all them boys, they, I am telling you what I mean, they gave me a hard time with the, the putting it the light way. They were like, Kathleen, I can't believe you drive that Belusa. She has no tail. She ain't got no mane. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, just smiled and giggled. And uh, she, she was, she drew the first, she drew number one. So I'm like, oh my God. Good stuff. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm completely insane. Um, but so she took the lead right off the bat, and then boys, they did try to catch her. They could not. That's so. What did they say after you ran? That everyone who was kind of laughing at you when you took her off the trailer. I feel like um, nobody's. I feel like the whole fraternity till it was over really said anything because they were waiting for like one of them big dog boys to come in there and just lay down like a faster run. Right. It just didn't happen. <laughs> they couldn't. <laughs> I'm like, I have to look because like, you just knew there was, you know, when those boys warm up those horses and they get them all ready, you know which horse is probably about to make a run. So everybody runs to the arena. And it's every horse's first run, so you don't really know. So everybody's kind of on edge, every horse. Right. Which they watched. And it was like, Nope, the Abby's still kicking your ass. <laughs> She's still, ain't nobody getting faster. <laughs> so, this is, was a great this is the first horse, I think, I mean, obviously in the brawl racing world, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that Cassie's had or owned who's really done and done something like really big. Is she super stoked? Oh my, she's had a couple of different Angel? This has surpassed. Uh-oh, can you hear me? You cut out for a second. Go ahead. Ah, are you there? You're good. Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, okay, good. Yes. Um, the horses that were not at the loose. They were, um, you know, regular, well-bred quarter horses that have done well, but none of them have even came close to what? Uh, Shotzi has done. I mean, there's hands down. I mean, most people that fraternity their whole lives don't really get a horse like this. You know, I feel like um, really did her research. And I mean, pedigree is not everything. I get it. There's tons of horses that do really well that don't have the pedigree, but you have to. That that gives you such an advantage. And in this, in, people breed horses to barrel race and. And it, now it's an understanding of it. Even mine, I'm a little bit ignorant still. I'm a little bit old school where I'm like, ah, that's okay. But it's really important. I mean, the pedigree, if you really, truly want to win, if that's in your heart, you got to do it the right way. You have got to buy pedigree, you know, right. bottom line. And so pedigree that fits just, your style, I think. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. yes, because Dash of Fame, Frenchman's Guide, PYC Paint Your Wagon, whatever, they are all different. So until you know what pedigree works for you, and you've got to get with a trainer, like, I don't care who you are, I don't care what discipline you're in, they have a coach. If the person's winning, they have someone that they can fight in. Nobody in the world wins and does it by themselves. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen, it's never going to happen. 
So you've got to get with someone that is winning, and if they will help you, they will point you in a direction to better yourself. And there's no reason not to. I mean, I like live, be, you know, trying to learn with whomever. If you're winning, I want to hear what you have to say about whatever bit, whatever style. You know, I rode with Lance Graves over at the Josie Ranch. I rode with tons of people, and you just have to open your mind up. If they're winning, just keep your mouth shut and listen to what they have to say. Even if you don't agree, you will learn something. And, yeah, I've learned that, like, some people's techniques that are, like, winning works for me, and some people who are winning their techniques don't work for me. So I think you just kind of have to, like, listen and then kind of, like, take a piece from different people sometimes. Yeah. Preach it, sister. Preach it. (laughs) And I don't – if you've never (laughs) – Sorry, if you've never met Cassie, like she is the sweetest person. So every time I watch you and you're winning on Shotzi, I get so excited for her. Oh, me too. It's like <laughs> I start crying just thinking about her crying. <laughs> <laughs> Does she get emotional? Oh my gosh, we both do. Yes. You're cutting in and out again. <laughs> you must be in the boonies. Oh my God, can you not hear me? I can hear you now. It's just cutting in and out every now and then, but it'll be fine. Everybody realizes that I'm sitting at the house doing this and you're driving down the road. So since we're in this crisis, people will be okay with it. (laughs) Listen, let me just tell you, we speak to the man on the moon on a spaceship going a bazillion miles an hour, perfectly clear, but we can't have a cell phone conversation. (laughs) You would say that. You would say that. I don't So I've been asking everybody else, like all these rodeo girls who have these finished, solid, older horses, what their weekly routines are. But I'm really curious to hear about like what your routine is with Shotzi since she is so young. Do you still have to do tuning during the week or do you kind of keep her off the barrels or what do you do? You know, I'm a firm believer in slow work. I never think that slow work is bad for them at any age. I don't care if they're 16 years old or they're 20 years old or they're four years old or two years old. Um, I'm a big believer in slow work. So every time I ride her, I may walk her and trot her around the barrels, just just tinkering. And it's, you know, that's just me. I'm a, I believe in it. Um, you know, I definitely have people I give lessons to that don't practice unless they come to my house. And I, you know, and they win and do very well. But for me and for my mind, I my state of mind is different than probably most anybody else's in this universe. I, I think that's safe to say. <laughs> yes. So for me, slow work is key. I mean, like, I have, like, Sally Young in my ear. She's my neighbor. I've been so blessed, which she will kill me. She hates to be publicly recognized. But I've been blessed to have Sally Young is my neighbor. <laughs> Just say her name like 10 times. Sally Young. Sally Young. Sally Young.
So is there anything in particular that you feel like you have to work on with her more than others when you are slow working her? Yes. Yes. A lot. I work a lot on, which actually Jamie Hunt, who is amazing after all racing and has won a bazillion things over the years. Um, Jamie Hunt is an amazing trainer. And Jamie Hunt, he helped me with her one day and he said, you got to get her, you know, I don't know. I don't even remember the wording of it, I assure you. But I remember what he showed me. And, you know, I stopped behind each barrel with her. And I, I kind of hold her nose just a second. And I make her t- take a deep breath. And it's really for me. Mm-hmm. Because when I feel like I'm having a good run, I ride like a five-year-old kid. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Woo! <laughs> like, that's just me. If I, have, if I have one good barrel, if oh, my God. I have to tell myself, Angel. Whoa. We're not done yet. <laughs> Yes. yes. I am telling you, I am the worst number one where I like to do the Thomas Green mode if I have one good barrel. I'm like, hell yeah! Yeah, that's no. me too. Like, I'll have a good first barrel and I like yeehaw, like I'm at the NFR or something. And then, like, the rest of the run is horrible. <laughs> yes. So that's, I'm the queen of that. I, I, can, I know my faults and I can admit to myself what my problem is. And uh, so that has, that helped me tremendously with her um, schooling with him. I schooled him, we went and, you know, he rode her a couple steps and he's like, you know what, she's getting a little rushy on the backside, like someone's taking off a little early. So I don't know if it was me taking off early or Shotzi taking off early, but my routine is to, I don't stop her till the backside. Mm-hmm. Right on the backside, I make her stop, stand quiet, and kind of hold her nose and make her look at the barrel and take one step forward, you know, with her head still a little bit bent looking at the barrel before I go to the next. Mm-hmm. That is probably... Um, you know, like I said, it may be more for me than for her, but in my mind, as long as I, it's the slow, it's the, you know, slow routine that is good for my soul. And that's probably why I do really good, better on baby horses and even on older horses, because I do enjoy the slow work. I can trot around the barrels all day long. Like I can trot, 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 that part I love to do. So that's, you know, where I feel like I, I thrive. So that's why I try to. The last probably, you know, 10 or more years, I've been trying to point towards the fraternity world because it is, I feel like, long-term more my my game than rodeoing. I do love rodeoing. Oh, my God, I do love it. But I feel like I'm trying to thrive in the fraternity world, so I've been focused more on that. I did enter a rodeo. I entered the Lake City Rodeo. And for the record, I haven't rodeoed in so long. I feel like people are like, oh, look at this new girl here. And I was like, no, I've actually been to a rodeo before. Very, very long time. You used to win everything, and I used to watch you before like, I even really knew you. <laughs> I was like, I don't – it's so funny when I go to rodeos now because it's like you talk to people because I don't, you know, know as many people that rodeo now as I did before, but it's it's really funny because I'm like, oh, I've actually been to a rodeo. <laughs> and then it's funny when you talk to girls that are like, oh, yeah. I went on like a three-week trip. We went to like 50 rodeos and then they got these big living quarter trailers and these mm-hmm. super nice rigs. I was like, oh my God, I went to all those rodeos in a freaking stock trailer sleeping in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so funny. I'm like, you guys are living the dream. I thought I was living the dream sleeping in my truck with my bulldog. Well, you had a really cool horse. So in my eyes, that is living the dream. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess. It would have been nice to have a living quarters trailer and a shower and a toilet. Yeah. So do you think you'll ever take Shotzi to any of the rodeos? Yeah. So that's kind of our plan. Um, 
that's how we have a little bit of a plan and you know to run her and you know flush embryos out of her and do these things and so our plan is our next step you know go to some derbies and go to some rodeos next year and then potentially her six-year-old year you know hit more rodeos um so that's you know that's our plan as of right now um, so we're trying to stay on track for that because we're trying to keep her healthy and, you know, but you know, you can only live, you know, we only got so long to live. So we're going to try to try to go to as much as we can while she's, you know, keeping her sound. Right. Now, that's who, all we can ask for. Who was the horse that you did run at Lake City? Oh my goodness. Okay. So that's my, my monkey business. Mm-hmm. That is, um, she is a fraternity horse this year. I actually didn't even know if I was going to get to ride her at all. She didn't even run her first barrel race. She's um, actually the horse I went to the final on twice. That is her daughter. Oh. Um, Can you hear me? Angel. This is typical. I mean, <laughs> she just. Okay, she's back now. <laughs> okay, you just cut out. You cut out. So you, I, we heard you say that that was sister's daughter, and then that was it. Okay. So yes, she is sister's daughter, and she is by the Green Monkey. Mm. It was the uh, he sold for like sixteen or seventeen million. He was the fastest thoroughbred two year old on earth, mm-hmm. and um, she is a one of a kind. There is literally no other Green Monkeys running barrels. Oh wow. Yep. Yeah. Because um, he's a thoroughbred racehorse, which he just died, so there'll be no more of those. Oh, wow. And uh, they don't have any more frozen semen or anything like that. Can I see? Angel. <laughs> Come back to us. Are you there? Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. I feel like people are laughing so hard, or they're going to laugh at this when they hear this. So I know I'm so sorry. Can I use words like that on live air? I wasn't sure. Okay, well I didn't even hear anything bad, so I guess it was a good thing it cut out, huh? Oh my gosh! So should I redeem myself? No, probably not. Okay, (laughs) if you have to question yourself. Okay, so where did we leave? (laughs) I think we got it all now. Angel. Okay, you're back. You're back? Okay. We're good. Okay, so now let's get back to Shotzi. What are your pre-race routines with her? How do you warm her up? How long do you warm her up before a run? Do you give her any kind of like pre-race pace or anything? No, you know, I'm probably going to get slandered for this. I'm not a real big supplement giver. Um, You know, I try to rely a lot on my training and – I just, I don't do a lot of supplements. I'm sorry. Uh, You're like the third person who's been on this podcast who said that, so it's fine. You know, I don't, I just would rather not lie to you. I mean, if people give me stuff for free to try, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I honestly, um, I believe, I believe in modern medicine, man. I'm sorry. If my vet says I need it. I do what my vet says. You know? Yes. Um, I think you're, you know, a- I'm sorry. I believe in injecting. I believe in Lasix. I believe. I just do. It's um, in my heart. I just feel like I got to go with what I really know works. And, you know, modern medicine works for problems that we have. And in my mind, you know, as far as like bleeders and, oh, God, you know, I can land on. But I, I just believe modern medicine. So mm-hmm. just before we started debate, 
I'm sorry, I do. <laughs> well, I mean, as long as you have a good vet, like I think that's the most important part of barrel racing, really. Yes. yes. I really believe it is. I mean, I think that people should save their pennies and go to a vet that really knows what they're doing. And I'm saying, like, not just someone that says because they sport medicine doctor, go to, like, you know, if you're not sure if your vet is a real sports medicine doctor, you know, ask them what horses they've worked on, hunter jumpers, uh, dressage, you know, horses that work in cutting horses, reining horses, you know, vets that have worked at a high level on high level horses. And I just really think that you should really do, um, you know, you know, if you're going to spend money, make sure you spend it in the right area. You know right. what I mean? I totally Actually. agree with that. Yep. But, uh, you know, our pre Captain Eyes pre race routine is pretty pretty silly. She usually licks me a few times. She's like a big licker and a big kisser, so I'm usually full of her saliva prior to <laughs> prior to much of anything that gets done. Like even when you clean her stall, she's gonna lick the back of your neck and you're gonna be like stinking like horse breath. <laughs> but so uh, yeah, I know, it's kinda ridiculous. But, you know, I saddle you know, I kind of do a lot of my horses are very similar, you know, because I do ride mainly younger horses. And, uh, you know, I do saddle a few hours ahead of time. I'm sorry. Some people don't like their horses getting hot, blah, blah, blah. But at my house, they wear the saddle. So, you know, if I run two, three hours out, they're saddled. You know, um, I saddle them. I ride them. I do ride them maybe once or twice before I even run barrels on them as far as at the barrel race. Um, you know, even if you're not going to exhibition them, I think they need to be saddled and rode around. You got to make sure you have all your buttons. That way you're not, you can put them at the trailer to rest, give them their water, their hay, whatever you want to do, fan. But I do believe in like a pre-warm-up because you've got to make sure everything's in line. The worst thing you can do is get on your horse. You're like, oh, my horse only needs five minutes of warm-up. Well, if you're only committing to your horse five minutes before you run, mm -hmm. then you get, that's what you get out. Right. I mean, if you're, you know, and I do, well, there are lots of horses that I ride that only need five minutes, mm -hmm. but I'm going to make them give me that five minutes, a couple hours ahead of time, then they can give me that five minutes, five minutes before again. Right. But very rarely, unless I'm just like slinging stuff and just running crazy late, I've already rode that horse twice before, <laughs> the barrel race, before I ran it. I mean, even if it's just to get on, walk in a circle, make sure my bridle is right, but I do not believe in a five minute warm up right before you run. That is one thing that I feel like I try to like meet the people that I ride with and that might be something they're ignoring. I don't know, but, <laughs> but I do like, I do like to get on and just at least trot around back up side passing your nose. Um, so I do that with her. I get on her and I decide with bridle. She runs in an easy stop and she runs in an O-ring. Mm -hmm. Um, she's extremely broke, extremely light in the face. Um, but I, and I, I work towards that though. I mean, that's the goal that I work towards. And there's a lot of horses you cannot get around. They are heavy. Mm -hmm. They're heavy in the bridle and they're heavy in the face and there's nothing you're going to do about it. Um, and that's fine too. Then with that being said, then you better get on an hour before you run and make sure you got them backed off and make sure you got all your buttons because if it goes wrong, it's on you. You know right. what I mean? So, um, so yeah, she, I ride her, she, you know, she saddled a couple hours ahead of time. And, um, you know, I ride her around and, and sometimes even if it's hot, I'll unsaddle and things like that. But I do try to, um, 
you know, ride a few times, blah, 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 blah. Right. So since Lake City was your first rodeo back in a long time, what made you decide to come back to the rodeos like at that time? Well, funny story. Are you ready for this? Imagine that. For a Christmas present. Listen, we have two minutes before it cuts this uh, this segment off. So let me stop the recording and start a new segment, okay? Pause. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, guys. Angel talks a lot, so we had to start a new segment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We left off, I asked about what, okay, Lake City was the first rodeo that you've entered in a pretty good uh, amount of time. So what made you um, want to come back to the rodeos at this particular time? So um, my husband, who's super sweet, whom I love so much, he bought me my card for Christmas. So Uh I feel like, and you know what's really funny is that uh, he is not a horse person. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did that on purpose. I grew up with a family members, I mean, at all sides, up, down, side to side, world champion cowboys. And I'm like, Jesus, I do not want me a cowboy. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, please no. Right. And he answered my prayers. I feel like, you know, so, but it was really funny because he bought me my card and he's like, you know, you never know where you're going to do a Shotzi. You never know. You never know what you're going to do with Monkey. You know, because he, he like, He's the greatest as far as inspiring me. And let me tell you, at this point, Monkey is his favorite horse, whom I didn't ride in six months. <laughs> and I had no intentions of riding my Green Monkey filly, who I rode at the rodeo. So that's even funny how it ties into it. And um, she had hurt her side, and we didn't think she was going to be better to run, you know, to go to securities and things like that. So before she was even better, he bought me he bought me the card. And he's like, well, you never know. And I'm like, he doesn't understand. Well, you don't just take a four-year-old or a three-year-old that's never been to a barrel race to a rodeo. Like, Oh, so she's that? never been to anything. No, she did. But at the point of him buying my car oh. in December, she hadn't. I was about to say, the like, what? <laughs> this is exciting. No. <laughs> no. Like, at the point of him buying my car in December. Like, I didn't even ride her until um, the first time I rode her since June. And she was three years old. I was getting her ready. And I hadn't rode her since June. So she went July, August, September, October, November. And I got cleared to ride her December 1st, but I was so busy going to fraternities, I just hadn't. So I really didn't ride her until um, Stepanio's barrel race, um, you know, fraternity and things like that. And she ended up winning the 2D, which was super fun in the fraternity. She's really blossomed. Long story short, that's my husband's favorite horse. And then... Um, I don't know. We were kicking around about horse to ride at the rodeo, and um, I was like, well, I'll take a monkey. So that's how that went. Huh. So when are you going to enter Shotzi? Because I want to see this. <laughs> well, it'll be very soon. Soon and very soon. Um, we're currently trying to flush an embryo out of her. Mm-hmm. So, and send, I mean, we're at downtime, so might as well. And, uh, so we'll see. We'll see when they let us uh, when they let us out of our cage. How about that? Right. We're like on, when they let us out of lockdown. Angel, um, yeah. I know this has nothing to do with horses, but talking about cages. <laughs> do you watch? Do you watch Netflix? Yes. Did you watch the Tiger King? Oh my God! No. You I need to because 
<laughs> my cousin is Mikey Fletcher. For some of you that don't know him, uh, you're probably better off not knowing him. But for those of you that do, let me tell you, he's been obsessed, obsessed with it. So I've been actually watching his ridiculous stuff he posts on Fletch, on Facebook. Yes, Mikey Fletcher Facebook. He has ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. Um, politically incorrect person, if you'd like to know. Um, but it, <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. The things he posts on there are really funny, but I will be watching it soon, I promise. I wish I could be in the room when you're watching it because I <laughs> it's going to be entertaining. <laughs> well, I assure you, Jesus is who turned water into wine, so I'm already planning on having a bottle of wine as I'm watching it. Oh, please let me know what you think about it. <laughs> we could do a, a segment just on that. Yes, we need to. That's so funny. So the last thing I'm going to ask you, because I've made you sit on the phone for like an hour now, and I, I knew this was going to happen when I talked to you just because we both are like to talk. But um, what are your goals for this year as far as rodeos or fraternities? My goals are not to be sitting in my house. No, I'm just <laughs> um, my goals are to sit and watch the Tiger King on Netflix. <laughs> That's a good goal. <laughs> yes. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I, I feel like, my goals are very, um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a shy person, but I always feel like, huh, huh, when people ask me like that, that's because I'm like, oh God, I don't want to tell people my goals because that's so embarrassing. No. Someone who really knows what they're doing and you can really outrun me is going, ah, that girl ain't never going to do that, you know, but you know, my goals in life are to win the BFA. Mm-hmm. That would be like, that would be it. Um, that would be like an, uh, a high of a goal for me. Um, to win, you know, to continue on Shotzi and to break records and to um, move up in the world and to be more recognized as a fraternity trainer. I mean, that is my goal, which I have been working very hard to um, point that direction. I've been trying very hard to keep clients in with, you know, very well-bred horses that can do the job. And yes, there are lots of horses that are not bred to do it that do it, but I feel like for my right now in my life, I'm not as young as I used to be. So I got to take less chances and I need to focus more on riding quality horses. So um, I feel like in my training program, Cassie Morgan, Sweet Spot Ranch, I mean, she has dedicated herself to buy quality horses and try to keep me mounted on horses that are going to, you know, potentially meet my goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've, I've rode enough horses in my life where I'm understanding pedigree and things like that more. Um, so I feel like that goal is not out of reach. I do feel like winning at fraternities is not out of reach. I feel like for once in my life, I'm headed down that road, mm-hmm. which is embarrassing to say, as I'm saying, as I'm squinting and I'm like, ah, don't make fun of me. Angel, the same people that are at the other fraternities are the same ones at the BFA, just more of them. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, and, you know, then there's that. So, you know, I I, uh, I think that's my goal is just to, um, you know, I do try to, um, you know, spread the good word of the gospel. I feel like that's important to me. Um, so, it's, I mean, those are really big goals, but what about, like, do you just have, like, a short-term goal for 2020? 2020, BFA, they're going to have it. Shotzi and I will be there. Okay, so you want to win the BFA this year. Okay. 2020 hasn't happened yet. Well, okay, 2000, so she ran there as a juvenile. So the fraternity, how it works, it's kind of screwed up and kind of, it's not screwed up. It's confusing for people who don't understand. They can run there as a Mm three-year-old. Okay, that's their 
first run out the gate. Mm-hmm. They can run their their last fraternity will be ran there as a four year old in the fraternity class. Mm-hmm. Then the next year they will run there for two consecutive years as derby horses. Mm-hmm. So um so that's kind of confusing for people because they're like, wait, you already went there. Yes, but we're going again right. <laughs> to run as a four year old. And realistically I'd like to win it you know, I would love to win it on Pay Me Dark. I'd love to win it on My My Monkey Business. I'd love to win it on Spent Trump's Cash. I, you know, those are my goals. My goals are to go there and perform, um, you know, as good as I can, you know, there. Well, you heard it here first, or first folks. She wants to win the BFA this year. <laughs> and so, every year after. So hold, hold her to it. <laughs> Yes, and please, you guys, go on Fancy Fast Horses, push me. If I sound like I'm in a bad attitude, send me a message, call me out on it. Be like, Angel, I'm going to come smack you around. Get a better attitude. Let's win this barrel race. Yes, she is super entertaining if you haven't been able to tell already from this podcast. So make sure you go follow her. Fancy Fast Horses, follow Sweet Spot Ranch, correct? Yes, Sweet Spot Ranch is on there too. You don't want to miss this stuff, folks. I'm telling you. (laughs) <laughs> anyways thank you so much for getting on with me and i cannot wait to post this episode and um mm-hmm. yeah i will be talking to you soon i'm sure about tiger king yes Robert. all right bye girl